Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast with your host, LaToya. This podcast was created as a platform for spreading love. Welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast, and I am your host, LaToya. I created this podcast in honor of my dad, who was an amazing guy. He had an infectious laugh, and his spirit was magnetic. He was the type of guy who made everybody feel like somebody special. If you were to place him in a crowded room of 100 people, my dad would be the smartest person in the entire room. He was an award-winning radio TV broadcast engineer for many years. Born and raised in the city of Detroit, he was one of the first to go to college in his family. And while attending Wayne State University, he developed a lifelong love affair with the game of basketball. He was the shortest point guard on the team, but he could slam dunk the basketball with either hand. By all outward appearances, My dad lived a rewarding life, but there were parts of him that were known to only him. On March 2nd of 2020, my dad's private struggles became public when he took his own life in a murder-suicide. When he died, a part of me died too. And since the tragedy, I have become an advocate for mental health awareness and suicide prevention. I also created this beautiful podcast in honor of my dad and others like him who are struggling with the effects of mental health challenges. My podcast, Speaking of Love, is named after a show my dad once hosted called Speaking of Sports. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me today as we take a journey in pursuit of the strongest magnetic force on the planet Earth, and that's love. My name is LaToya Bond, and I have a podcast called Speaking of Love. My podcast is dedicated to the memory of my dad who took his own life in a murder-suicide. Aside from that, I am a business owner. I have a home-based business. I am also a legal professional during my nine-to-five day, and I am a person who operates her entire life on the premise of spreading love. It's the secret to my success. It's the secret to my longevity on this earth, and it's what keeps us going because love is the thing that makes all things beautiful. So that's why I'm here today to talk about my favorite subject in the whole wide world, and that's love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Love, the podcast. I'm so happy to be here today. I have a beautiful young lady here by the name of Crystal Partney. My daughter's name is Crystal and she spells it the exact same way. So I'm so happy to have you here today, Crystal. How are you and where are you ca- Where are you from? Well, thank you so much for having me on, Latoya. 
I am born and raised here in Utah. And so we, uh, me and my family live here currently. And yeah, that's where I'm from. What else? <laughs> How am I? I am just so thrilled to be on your podcast today. And what an honor that is. So just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank you, Crystal. We're here today. As you all know, September is Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. And Crystal has a very deeply moving journey that she's going to share with us today on the subject of suicide. But before she does that, I want to introduce you to Crystal. Crystal Partney is a best-selling author, speaker, grief coach, podcast host. The name of her podcast is You Are Loved. Let me say that again. You Are Loved is the name of her podcast. She's also the founder of Shattering Hope and Owl and Thistle. The day before her birthday in 2019 would be the day that changed her life forever. Little did Crystal know she would receive devastating news that her sister Gina had taken her own life that morning. She needed to begin healing after this tragedy. Shortly after her sister's passing, she felt compelled to help others experiencing a similar journey as hers. Know that there is always hope and that you don't have to begin your journey towards healing alone. Crystal Partney is here for you. Thank you, Crystal. You're welcome. So talk to me a little bit about your sister, Gina. Tell us about Gina. What type of person was she? Oh my goodness. Gina was this ball of light. She was this person that had a fiery personality. <laughs> I, I laugh because I remembered of we actually worked for our family business and I had a coworker say to me, like, she's just like the energizer bunny. She just goes, goes, that goes. And I'm like, yes, that's a beautiful visualization to describe Gina. She just was constantly on the go, loved people, always doing like thoughtful things and just this ball of energy that she was just the, the, the fire that everybody was so drawn to. And she was just such a beautiful person. So are you her big sister or a little sister? No, she was actually my oldest sister. So I have, it's me and I have another sister, but she was my oldest sister. Okay. So how old was she at the time of her passing? She had just turned 42. Okay. So and I I'm the youngest of eight. Ah, I see. Yeah. Wow. That's a big family. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to let our audience know, uh, I want to give a trigger warning because we're going to be discussing a very sensitive subject, which is the subject of suicide. So if you're triggered by this, or if you need to take a few minutes to cut the broadcast off and take care of yourself, please do so. You can always come back later and watch this if you want. But we are going to be discussing issues that are very emotional and they can cause uh, bring up trauma or past hurt or anything that bothers you in the field of, of grief and suicide loss. So please know that we, we're here to help you and we don't want you to feel 
uncomfortable. So if you do, you're more than welcome to just take a few minutes for yourself. Um, so back to you, Crystal. Uh, the day of uh, the tragedy, what what was your day like? Was it a typical day? Did did you have any? Did you have a feeling that something wasn't right? Well, the day started out like any other. I was literally in my senior year of college. I had about one month left before I was able to graduate. And as you said in the introduction so beautifully, it was the day before my birthday. And so when I got the call from my mom that morning, it was about noon when I received the devastating news, I thought because we had talked pretty frequently, almost, I would say every day, if not every other day, we would talk. And so having her call wasn't unusual, but I could immediately sense that something was wrong. And she then proceeded to tell me that my sister had taken her life that morning. Hmm. As you can absolutely imagine, I was heartbroken and devastated and really left asking myself, what do I do now? Like this, I knew that my sister was struggling. I didn't know the depth of her pain. And that's what was really the most crushing to me was understanding the depth of her pain. And I really thought, and I'm not the only one, my whole family thought that we were turning a corner for the better that she was being her usual bubbly self and experiencing tremendous loss in her own life. But we really thought that she was getting the help that she had needed at that time of her passing. Okay, so were there any warning signs or was, was there a mental health crisis that she was going through? How did you know that she was, was getting better? Yes. So she had recently been divorced after, you know, years of being married. I want to say it was like 22 years of being married and her children were older and they wanted to live with their dad full time. And so that was just a really big struggle for my sister, as you can imagine, as, as mothers mm -hmm. having to have your children decide which parent they want to live with and and even the just the heartbreak of going through a divorce and and having that um, stigma as mm -hmm. associated with your life and having that become part of who you are now and having to find yourself again after that and so we we thought that she was turning that corner for the for the better and she was seeking counseling and she was going to counseling and therapy and and we were keeping a very close eye on her to say the least and she um we just really thought like because she was displaying these she was back to herself right of, mm -hmm. of being that upbeat positive bubbly, fiery personality. And we just really thought that she was healing after this tragedy of having to, you know, experience that divorce and, and navigating the dating scene again, and 
trying to be as accommodating and cordial with her now ex-husband and just dealing with all of the complexities that come alongside being newly divorced after being married for so long. So Crystal, your sister Gina had two children. How old were they at the time of her passing? She has three actually. And so they were fairly young. I would say they were they were really, um, they were probably young adults. I would say graduating high school, one was entering college and her youngest was, um, she wasn't in high school yet. So really fairly young. So Crystal, you are a best-selling author. You have written, you're actually releasing a new book. This will be your second book. You have a podcast called You Are Loved. And I want to take this moment to thank you, Crystal, because when my dad first passed away, I was looking for answers. It was like I was on a crazed mission to find my dad's killer, so to speak. And I, I needed answers about suicide. I knew what suicide was. I knew the definition of suicide, but I didn't understand the science behind it. I didn't understand what the warning signs were, what to look for. And the very first resource and tool that I found in my gr my grieving was your podcast, You Are Loved. Your podcast was the very first podcast that I found dedicated to the subject matter of suicide. And the work that you are doing, Crystal, is tremendously important. You're dedicated to what you do. You show up every week with new episodes, new podcasts. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you for allowing us inside of your world. You lost your sister, Gina, and you took your pain and you gave it a greater purpose. At what point did you realize after Gina's passing that you were going to use your pain as a vehicle to help others? Well, before I answer your question, Latoya, I just want to say thank you. I'm deeply touched and, and honored that you found my podcast and that was the first resource you came to. I'm That's so incredible to hear when you told me that on, on, on my podcast when I interviewed you, I was just so moved and just thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's, it's always a blessing to hear, you know, you don't often have the opportunity to get to hear your audience members reach out and say, hey, I really appreciate you and I really appreciate what you're doing. So I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you. Um, to be quite honest, Latoya, I didn't know what I was going to do because I felt so lost. I felt like I was alone. And even though I wasn't, I had family. My husband, my daughter was three at the time of my sister's death. And I didn't know what I was going to do. So I told myself, first and foremost, that as I shared before, I was graduating college. I, I said, I'm going to graduate. I know my sister would want me to. So I did. I, I took the brave steps and graduated. That became paramount and knew that my sister would want me to do that. But after I graduated, I really, I didn't want to rush out and find a job in the field that I had just graduated in. I wanted to take a year off and just 
begin that healing process. I didn't know what it looked like because this was an entirely different area that I didn't know how to handle because no, I'm not a stranger to loss and to lose someone that I love, but it was new territory for me in experiencing our first suicide. And I just pray that it's the last quite honestly. Mm. And I told myself I was going to take that year off. And so throughout that year though, I kept getting this prompting on my heart to help other people that are experiencing loss by suicide. I didn't know how that was going to look. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just took one step at a time, one baby step, as I like to say at a time, because for me, then it became more manageable. If I had to look at it in a year's time, or if I had to look at it even six months or even two months down the line, I couldn't function. Mm. I had to take it 30 days at a time. And that's really where this journal that I wrote as that 30 day increment became so needed was I just told myself just 30 days, Crystal, like, let's just focus one day at a time and be able to process my grief throughout those 30 days became just vastly healing for my spirit, healing for everything that I needed to focus in on. Because otherwise, like I said, it would just be too overwhelming. Mm. And I would just get so heavy and weighted down by the loss. Yeah. You know, Crystal, we're coming off of uh, the brinks of the anniversary of the September 11th tragedy. And um, I don't know the exact number, but I know over 3,000 people perished that day uh, with the September 11th tragedy. And in the United States alone, last year, it is estimated that 48,000 people died by suicide. So when you look at the numbers, that's almost... 10 times the amount of people who died on September 11th. Actually, it's more than 10 times the amount. And, you know, the numbers are increasing with each year. You know, last year was 48,000, I believe. The year prior to that, it was 47,000. Suicide is a very serious subject, and the numbers are not decreasing the way we want them to. If there's someone watching right now, Crystal, who is is ready to just put an end to their lives, they're tired, they've had enough, they want to just end their pain, what advice would you give them to hold on a little bit longer, Crystal? The only thing that I would suggest and invite someone to consider is to find a reason why? What is your reason for staying? And you only need one. And that the good news about hope is that you only need a sliver of it. And I know that might sound a little cliche. I know that might sound a little cheesy, but it's the truth. For me, I really had to forgive myself, forgive my sister, and I had to get to that point where I had to say, I no longer want this pain to continue. I think the, speaking from my own experience, 
when I found myself in those dark moments, and to be quite honest, Latoya, I still find myself in those moments from time to time. When I'm in that dark place, I have to literally ask myself, what is one thing that I can do to shift the energy in my spirit? What's something that makes me laugh? What's something that brings me joy? And if I have nothing, I just look around and I look at, for example, their nights were really hard for me. And I'm sure it is hard for most people when they lose a loved one to suicide. But when I would find myself having flashbacks or even nightmares, I would start counting down, right? I would look up and pick something in the room. Oftentimes I had my dog with me or my dogs with me. So I would look at my dogs and I would just start counting backwards from 10 and it would bring myself back into the present moment. Mm. And for me, that really just altered it just a little bit. It wasn't like this huge transformation for me, but it was allowed me to come back and be present and no longer carry that pain. And I know mm. that it might sound a little cliche, but it's the truth. Like that was the glimmer of hope that I needed in that moment. So if you do find yourself in that dark place and you're saying, I just, I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't know that there are people that are looking to you right now for their hope and to not lose sight of that because it's easy to get stuck in that day-to-day -day, that cycle of well nobody cares and yes they do yes mm -hmm. they do please stay you have no idea oftentimes we don't know until they say something like hey I've, i'm just really concerned about you or you don't know this but i look up to you and mm -hmm. so oftentimes it's these silent battles that nobody hears about that yeah people around you people in your life they love you and they want you to know how much you matter mm. thank you for sharing that crystal so going back to your podcast you are loved uh, for obvious reasons, you know, you you want people to know that they are love. But aside from that, what inspired you to in, to title your podcast "You Are Love" and explain to our audience the mission behind your podcast? Well, thank you. the 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 reason why I wanted to title it "You Are Loved" is because along the lines of prevention, I noticed with my sister, one of the most powerful experiences that her and I actually shared together was when I told her that I see her. She, like I shared, was newly divorced and she was struggling and having a difficult time with being single and entering the dating scene again and navigating the complexities that just come alongside being newly divorced after being yeah. married for so long. And I remember going to her, it was right after or right before Christmas. And as I shared, I am the youngest of eight. So I can't possibly buy each of my siblings 
gifts for Christmas. But this Christmas, before she passed away, unknowingly, of course, that I was out Christmas shopping and I came across this beautiful sign and this little wooden sign and I got it for her. And so I went to her and I said, hey, Gina, I got you this sign. And I thought of you and it says, find your happy. And I just, and I didn't tell her what it said. I just showed it to her and I said, I got this for you. And I said, I just want you to know that I see you. I see the struggles you're going through. And even though I don't know what it's like to be newly divorced after being married for 22 years, 22 plus years, I don't know what it's like to have your children decide that they want to live with their dad full time and not you. I don't Mm -hmm. know what that's like and the heartbreak and the pain that comes alongside that. But I just want you to know that I see you. Wow. Wow. So she cried. She just broke down in tears. And I think that was the first time someone really did see her and acknowledged the pain that she was going through, let alone a family member. Because as so often we do, we get in our own life and we are like, you know, we're just going through the motions and it can be challenging to reach out to those closest to us and let them know that, hey, I see you and I don't know the pain and the struggles that you're going through, but if you ever want to talk, I'm here. And that became so, it was just a very special moment between her and I. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful because I did watch this transformation inside her that was so powerful and such a it was a blessing to get to experience that. Wow. So if anyone is watching right now, uh, I have the number here, but if you're feeling suicidal or you need someone to talk to, the suicide crisis number is 988. Just like you would dial 911 in a medical emergency or any type of emergency situation. Well, now we have a lifeline that you can call 988 to get help and the assistance that you need to help you through these difficult times so that you can stay with us. Because as Crystal's podcast is is named, you are loved, you are loved. So thank you for that. Crystal, can you talk to us about your books? You are a best-selling author. You have two books. You're actually going to be releasing a new book here soon. So talk to our audience about your two books and the the mission behind those those publications. Sure. So the first one is a journal that I wrote that really allows you to walk through 30 days at a time. And it is a guide to comfort you. And it's a 30 day journal to guide and comfort those left behind by suicide. And I wrote it as a way for you, the listener, the audience, to be able to start your own healing journey and let it be one day at a time. Because as I mentioned, thinking past those 30 days, beyond, not just the first 30 days, of course, but beyond whenever I needed that encouragement and that reminder that I am loved, that I could pick up this journal and do the journal promptings that are 
suggested inside of it. So how the journal is formatted and how it's laid out is I have a, a Bible verse and then it follows by a, a, a the journal prompting. And I explain why I chose that particular day, why I chose that particular suggestion for the journal prompting. Mm -hmm. And then my latest book, I say, is an accompaniment to this journal. And it is a guide for you to begin that healing process after losing a loved one to suicide. And that goes more in depth of my story and how I began healing and how you can too by following the suggestions that I have inside of it. So as I say, the two complement each other so beautifully. You have the journal that whenever you need it, it's a quick reminder of how you are loved and how you can begin that healing process. And then you have the, the guide, my latest book that will walk you and be able to start that healing journey for yourself. So how do we purchase a copy of either of the books, Crystal? Is it on Amazon? Yes, yes. So the book, the latest book comes out on the 29th of this month of September. And the journal is actually available right now on Amazon. If you would like a hardcover copy, you can reach out to me directly. I, I don't have that available on Amazon, but the the Kindle, of course, version is available on Amazon. Oh, wonderful. And how do we reach out to you, Crystal? What's your contact information? You can just reach out to me on social media. I think that's probably going to be the best way. You can find me at Scattering Hope, and you can find me across social media that way. Okay, wonderful. So Crystal, I look at you and you exude so much strength and courage. The work that you're doing is tremendous. It's needed. Uh, you definitely have honored your sister Gina in the most poignant way. And as a suicide loss survivor, where, where did your strength come from? It's a beautiful question. I think that my strength comes from and reminds me that I am loved, that my mm -hmm. sister is a joke. My sister, I always joke with her. I said, you can hang out with me anytime you want. I'm kind of boring, but you're more than welcome to hang out with me. So I really draw it from my sister. And it is such an honor to be the voice that I felt that she didn't have in the end. Yeah. And that's where I draw my strength. But I will say by far the biggest strength has come from me doing the hard work of grief recovery. I recently became certified as a grief recovery specialist. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, Crystal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And going through that program and becoming certified really has completely allowed me to process my grief. And to be quite transparent, Latoya, I thought I was like, look, I broke. I wrote these two books. I've I've done the the care kits that I have available for either suicide um, prevention 
for the aftermath and healing in the aftermath. I've done all of these amazing things. What more do I have to process? What more do I have to work on? But going through the program and becoming certified as a grief recovery specialist helped me understand that I still had grief that I was not fully processed in mm-hmm. and how that completely allowed myself to become even more open, to become even more and and have that strength that I knew I always had, but it really just allowed me to be able to embrace the the truth that I didn't have to carry this pain with me anymore. Right. Oh, I thought I was done, right? I was like, wait, I did all these things. I think I'm good. Going through that program and becoming certified gave me even more peace that I had been searching for. Wow, that is amazing. That's absolutely wonderful. And so now you can go forward and continue to help others through their healing process because it's something that's needed and we're going to always have losses in our lives. And with loss, with love comes loss and then there's grief. So thank you for doing what you do, Crystal. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to to share my story. And I just want to say one thing too. Don't let my story be a hindrance for your own healing. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to look at me and say, well, you've done all of this stuff, this wonderful things, but what about me? If you can take anything from my story, I want you to know that you can do it too. Your story is going to look different because it's your story. It's yours. It's not mine. But just know that you don't have to carry that pain anymore. And yes, we experience different losses throughout our life. But that's why it's so important that we have the tools and the resources to work through that pain. So we don't have to continue to carry that pain with us going forward into the future. Yes. And you don't have to do it alone. That's the most important part. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, Crystal, this podcast is called Speaking of Love. My father once hosted a sports radio show called Speaking of Sports. He loved public speaking. He loved being a radio, TV broadcast engineer. He That was his life. So when he died, I wanted to do something to honor him in a way that would be most beneficial to my connection with him. And so I don't know anything about sports. So his sports show, Speaking of Sports, I thought I can create a podcast and I can call it Speaking of Love. I don't know anything about sports, but I know a little bit about the subject of love. And so the million dollar question that I ask all of my guests who sit before me, Crystal, is how do you define love? We're speaking of love, but how do you define love? That's such a beautiful question. Thank you for asking it. How do I define love? I define love in that I feel that There are so many ways in which I feel loved and know that I am loved. So Mm. when I wake up in the morning and so many ways that I can show love and be loved, 
I think one of the most beautiful ways that I can feel loved and speaking of love is to show myself that I am loved and have little reminders of how I am loved and how I can mm -hmm. show myself love throughout the day and throughout our home. I have my sister's picture in multiple areas throughout our house. I have even my my dad's picture in our kitchen. There's different mementos, reminders of others that have died throughout our home. And I'm constantly talking about my sister. I'm constantly talking about, hey, I, I love you. I'm saying I love you to my children. I am showing that I love them through little tiny things, through little gestures. I'm showing myself love by making sure that I'm staying hydrated. Mm. I'm showing myself love through how I hold myself and how I am showing up in the world, how I am working through my grief, right? Being able to work through that pain and know that it's a journey that is going to continue as you evolve, as you continue to process that pain and be able to put that pain down. So knowing that you're not having to carry it forward. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Crystal, on my podcast, Speaking of Love. If anyone is interested in reaching out to Crystal, you can um, reach out to her through her social media, Shattering Hope. You can also Google her, Crystal Partney. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L is her first name. Her last name is Partney, P-A-R-T-N-E-Y. She has a beautiful book on Amazon. There is another book that will be coming out at the end of this month. So let's stay connected to her. Uh, Crystal, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we conclude our interview today? Um, yes, just know that there is always hope. And just to clarify, it's scattering hope, not shattering hope. Scattering <laughs> hope. I'm sorry. Scattering hope. You're fine. You're fine. I just didn't want people to get the wrong impression. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so, Crystal, I will have one last question for you before we go. When the pages of your life are reviewed and your mission here on the planet Earth is complete, what do you most want to be remembered for? That even in the midst of this tragedy, that I was able to find that glimmer of hope mm -hmm. and not just, you know, as they say, talk the talk, but truly embody what peace looks like, what wow. hope looks like. And that reminder that you can change somebody's day just by saying hi. How are you? Please stay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that, Crystal. You are amazing. I bow to your excellence. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you for bringing Gina forward and sharing her with the world. We really appreciate that. So if you all have missed any portion of this recording, it will be on YouTube. We're on Facebook and the audio version is 
also available on all major podcast platforms. Speaking of love, thank you all for being here today. This was my 129th episode, and I will be back. I am transitioning my podcast a little differently. I'm going to be doing it once a month, so this will be a monthly podcast as opposed to once a week. I have so many things, great things going on, and I'm really busy, and you guys will still be seeing me, but I'll only be doing Speaking of Love once a month, and I am... I'm concentrating my focus on suicide prevention only in this podcast. So I love you all. I appreciate your love and support. And if you've missed any portion of this podcast, you know you can always catch it on the replay. I hope you all have a great week. And I will see you back here next month with another beautiful episode of Speaking of Love. Have a great day, everyone.